Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Set back by Madison for Sol! Spurs silence the place! And Madison can drive... Hi guys, welcome back to the Spurred On podcast and from everything I'm getting from you guys in the comments, people are still talking about this Chelsea game so I thought I'd invite the brilliant host of the Last Word on Spurs podcast, Ricky Saxon, to give me his feelings about it and tell us what the guys on the live show after the game were talking about. So Ricky, how are you doing mate? I'm good mate, I'm good. I feel like I'm all Chelsea'd out but for you I can give you more Chelsea if you want me to. Give us some more Chelsea and then we'll also go on uh, in terms of the Wolves game and also how we think that uh, Chelsea, I don't know, I was going to call it debacle, but let's go with thriller, will affect the rest of our season. Um, I don't know if you've noticed in terms of your engagement, but I really feel like people, especially kind of all around the world, are really intrigued by how that game turned out. What was, I guess, let's start with what was your feeling whilst you were watching the game? Were you kind of as um, uh, like shouting at the screen as I was? Yeah, very animated. I'll be honest, buddy. I, buddy, I never ever enjoyed this fixture, right? Along with Arsenal, these are the two games away that I just want to get through, like going to the dentist, and quite frankly, just cannot ever enjoy. Even if Spurs are actually winning the game, <laughs> that might sound crazy. Yeah. Um, I can only enjoy it after full time. I had elements of fear before the game, just the whole narrative around Maurizio coming back and. Chelsea as a club psychologically, I just think Tottenham have got an issue in terms of playing the name rather than the team. I think that's always been a problem for Tottenham. I know people point to the fact that we took four points off them last season, mm-hmm. but ultimately when you look at Tottenham's record against Chelsea, it is horrendous. I mean, the home record is terrible. And Do you think we they, played the name the other night then? Do you think that's why they, they lost their heads a little bit? I think... Up until the opening 21 minutes, we were... I mean, that's probably our best performance I've seen under Ange, which, again, is for some would say, well, we had some really good periods under him, but that opening 20 minutes was just 
amazing. It was electrifying the way he moved the ball left mm. to right. The passion, the belief amongst the players to play the Postacoglu way. I think all of us felt that had that Sonny goal counted, game over. Yeah, the sliding but, doors moment. That's what I call yeah, it. Yeah, and and that's the key frustration for me that you look at moments that change games. That's a big, big moment. If Sonny scores 2-0, Chelsea aren't ever going to get back into that game. And I just feel we lost it from the moment Adogi decided to go in with an apparent lunge that then turned into a two-footed tackle. At that moment when the referee then, all eyes are looking at him, who then decides to not send him off. Mm. And then we have the incident with Romero where it's the infamous David Beckham kick out from Argentina, right? All those years yeah. ago. Similar, and yeah. I look at those moments and think, this is too good to be true. Tottenham have got away with two absolute cast iron sendings off. This can't continue. And mm. uh, I don't want to say in true Spursy fashion, what happens next to what happens next. But there was a moment there where someone for me had to get hold of one of those, if not both of those players and just calm them down. Yeah. I don't want to say that's on hand to do. I mean, Sun Son is the captain. Somebody for me there should have got hold of one of those players and just said, look, calm down. We're actually leading the game here. You know, we're winning the game. Mm. We're in control. Chelsea, to be fair, knew exactly what they were doing. Maurizio, I think, played it ever so well. I mean, look, that's the one thing I think coming into this game, a lot of us knew under Pochettino, there wasn't too many occasions where Tottenham were outclassed in London derbies. I feel we always had us fired up and ready for every single London derby. And that was my fear going into this. It was never going to be a three or four nil game. It was always going to be close in my opinion. And then what follows afterwards with the two sendings off, can't legislate for that for me. You really, really can't. Yeah. Do you think there's an element of uh, when those, the two uh, incidents that you talked about, the Udogi two-footed challenge and and um, Romero kicking their player. Do you think there was an element then in Romero's head that was like, oh, they're not going to send anyone else off here. They're not going to send anyone off here. They don't want to incite it. So I'm going to keep going through people. And he just totally misread the referee or the VAR on that situation. You know what? But I, 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 my honest answer to that question is I don't know. I mean, I heard what you said actually on one of your uh, podcasts after the game that you felt maybe Angie's pre-match mm. uh, talk beforehand, a motivational speak that he could have used maybe to some degree incited the players so much that when it's too pumped up. I would like to think that, look, Romero's been around the block now. He's been with us under three managers. He's had four red cards in the last 75 Premier League games. That equates to roughly, what, over 18 games you're going to lose in. Mm. You can't legislate for that. You know, he's meant to be in our eyes. I think we all deem him to be up there as one of the best centre-backs in the world. But the reality is, one of the best centre-backs in the world, bar Sergio Ramos, just don't do that. They just don't. They've got an air of composure about them. Um, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt that it's the first time we've seen that under Andrew Postacoglu. He's been nominated, of course, for the October Player of the Month, such has been his form Mm. so far. But my worry is that we can't have that happening on a reoccurring basis. We just simply can't because he's so important to the team. Mm. And now with the situation, I'm sure we'll come on to it, Mickey van der Ven as well. Spurs are going to be without their first choice centre-back pairing now for a considerable period. It didn't need to be that way. Adoki as well. I look at players that are meant to lead by example. If Romero does not get sent off, does a doggy not get sent off? Because again, he's a leader. He's a vice captain. And I just think the trend in that game was an element of recklessness, which it didn't need to be that way. And it could have been such a different result. And you can still see, despite the fact I've said to you, I'm all Chelsea down. It's still rankling when we did days later. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. The game was there for Tottenham. We were so good in the opening 20 minutes. It's an utter frustration that we come away from a game where 
bizarrely, up until the 93rd and a half minute, we could still have got a point. It's just absolutely bonkers. Insane. Yeah. And and I would argue that I think that kind of almost justifies, you know, um, Postacoglu's decision to keep moving forward and keep going forward. But uh, were you... You know, I said at the top, were you shouting at the screen, but when you were watching that high line, was that something that you found unbearable or were you making sense of it? I mean, I was wincing every time Eric Dyer kept looking behind him as to what's happening because, look, I think Eric Dyer had a really, really good, strong 30-minute cameo. But I don't want to be negative. I, I do worry for the upcoming games if you can play that higher line, you know, for 96 and a half minutes or what we saw in that game, 112 minutes, right? I mean, mm. the timing of games now is just going into the realms of unbelievable. It's getting longer than the last one on Spurs shows, amazingly, which I know people would laugh about. <laughs> but I mean, the reality is at the moment that I think I love the fact Ange is so almost knitted to how he wants to play. Yeah. But I think every manager, the great ones we have to have a plan B. I think you do. I think you need to have a backup plan. It's all very well saying, you know, if we go down to five men, we're going to carry on playing this way, which I admire about him. And it's a, as you know, it's a far removal from what we had under Nuno Conte Mourinho. Yeah. But it is how you manage that tactic accordingly, because I think Liverpool, as we saw when they camped in the second half against Spurs, up until the last minute of the game, we're going to come away with a point because Spurs found it very hard to break them down. I don't disagree with how we played in the second half, but my worry is that against a much more superior, better finishing side like Man City, it will be a very much bigger cuff in at home if you see what I'm coming from. Of course, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think Man City might well have scored 12. But I also think at this stage that it's about culture change. That that That's my feeling with Ange and, and that's come from a lot of the stuff that I think it's important we don't forget about when Ange first joined and a lot of the podcasts were talking about having read you know his, the book about him or interviewed lots of people who've worked with him before and him him being all about changing the culture in, in this example at our club and our default setting has been to move backwards and to fall closer to our own goal and maybe at this point he was just like, well, this is almost like the perfect opportunity for me. We've gone to nine men. We're probably going to lose if we sit back on our own goal line anyway. So I'm going to say to them, you know, and I, I actually wonder, this is the first time I've said this, I wonder how he got that message onto the pitch, actually, in terms of when they went to nine. Like, obviously, they will have trained, I think, for if they go down to 10 men. I think that's that's classic and most teams do that but in terms of going to nine, it must have been tempting for the players to move back. He must have got a message onto the pitch just being like, do not do not take a backward step. And that for me is about culture change as much as it is about genuine. I don't think he genuinely thought they were likely to get anything from that by doing that. But now those players are embedded into that culture and he's proved that. Do you, do you kind of see that? Yeah, I tell you, I think for him, in the most bizarre as I say this, even though it's a 4-1 defeat, to him in a really weird way, I'm going to say this, it's a morale win because the players, as you've said, have stuck to what he's asked them to do over a repetitive period of so many weeks. They have not in any way abandoned what was taught to them in those early weeks of pre-season. If anything, they've really almost taken it on board and taken it to such a defined period as we saw during that game where it's unbelievable when you think Spurs are down to nine men against the Chelsea side that whatever you think about them, there's some quality players out there. Mm -hmm. And to take it to 93 and a half minutes where Spurs are unlucky, not only to get a point, they could have won it. That sounds crazy. It sounds insane. But I think, as we've said, there is only a certain 
period that you can do that. And as we've referenced, Man City would be a completely different animal. But to answer your question, I'm really pleased and proud by the fact Spurs stood for what they're about. For me, it was Spurs going back to their roots upon the appointment of Ange Postacoglu with the fact of playing a real attacking sense of football with the fact, as we saw under Conte last season, that AC Milan game being the trademark, really. We had one goal difference in a game where we had to go and win. We camped and would rather try and see out a nil-nil, which I just find absolutely bizarre, even to this day. Yeah. With Ange, I think what you're going to know is that whoever we're playing, we're going to go down fighting. And I think you can most certainly more accept that rather than just turning up and waiting for your fate. So I think yeah. overall, look, Chelsea's game, as much as disappointment, there's, as you've said, it offers a number of positives that we can take really well into the future. Yeah, and I've never known a game before. And who was it? Oh, I can't remember who tweeted it. You'll probably remember. But one of the big pundits, I think, tweeted, um, I've never known a game where a, a team has lost 4-1. Oh, do you know who it was? It was it was Matt Lucas, actually. It wasn't a pundit. It was Little Britain <laughs> yeah, star, Matt it was Lucas. Before, that's and what, and yeah. he tweeted, I've never known a game where a club has lost 4-1 and they've been the better side. And he's an Arsenal <laughs> fan. So that must have pained him to say that. But Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's yeah. true, and I think it pay, it does pain a lot of kind of Chelsea fans now to be wondering like why are we not being talked about? And I think the reason they're not being talked about is because they didn't play very well. They said, yeah. as you said, they certainly didn't play well the first twenty minutes, and then they really struggled. And I think it's a, yeah. I think it's an example of how they've they've just had loads of youth kind of young players thrown together, and they're not ready for these kind of big decisions. But it, you know, obviously Chelsea fans will come in and say. Well, we beat you 4-1, mate, and Nicholas Jackson scored a hat-trick. But I'd be slightly worried if I were them. Anyway, Absolutely. let's move on to... Um, we mentioned, obviously, the injuries a little bit. Uh, I think we all know... I guess Ange will do a press conference today and we'll hear more about Madison, um, which is a worry. But you are clearly and probably rightly frightened about you know how our back four is going to play this style of football. Do you have any kind of... Because I have a little bit of a feeling of like, well, so far, Ange has coached the players so well that every single player has improved. Like even Pierre and Dyer, yeah. when he came on, they've improved. And like you said, they're completely invested. I have a little, you know, glass half full feeling that maybe they're going to surprise us. Do you have anything approaching that or are you just in total fear? Well, sure. I mean, I think for half an hour, it, it's fine, right? The ultimate concern for me is that over the course of 90 uh, you know, 90, 96 minutes, 100 minutes now, to ask players that, in my opinion, just, and I won't be wrong here, uh, just for me, don't look suited to playing sure. such a high line, does fear me with a concern. And look, I think 
I don't think Andy's going to deviate. I mean, this is the real fun thing, I think, for neutral fans, rather than maybe me as a Spurs fan and you as a Spurs fan, is that he will not change. You know, this is going to be the way he's going to do things. And ultimately, I think, as we said, upon his appointment, you know, we are going to suffer a couple of cuffings. I hope, Wolves hopefully won't be one of them because they're about Pedro Neto, a really important player for them. Yeah. But I think what the reliance will now be on for Tottenham is the midfield and attacking emphasis relying then heavily on the defence. Yeah. Spurs have got some really attacking players that, for me, are on their day unbelievable and unbeatable. I think Kulisewski shows that he's got the abundance to be right up there, one of the best forwards in the league. The same as with Minson, James Madison, you know, the numbers and stats speak for themselves. Madison is really, really key. I think we need to have some good news from Andy in that press conference that hopefully they took him off as a precaution, which it appears to be that way. I know he didn't want to say maybe as a fool that, you know, he's fine. I think, again, you'll want to keep to some degree, the opposition guessing, but Madison is so, so crucial. And this is my biggest concern that I always felt this way with Tottenham, that, you know, an injury to three, four players, we're going to really see the true test character and grit of this side. And that will be, again, for Wolves, 12.30, Molyneux, a ground that no doubt, you know, maybe for Spurs it'll be a benefit that it's 12.30, right? And not an 8.30 kickoff and the fact that hopefully we can quieten the crowd. But, these, I think, are the games that typically Spurs fans do dread. A 12.30 early kickoff. Can the players get up for it? I think the great thing is that Ange will be, I would like to think in his motivational team talks, I go back to you, say Barnaby, about team talks beforehand. I would love to think he's in there saying, look, everybody's written us off. Yeah. No one thinks we're going to get here and get a result. Everyone thinks we're going to lose these players. And he said, hopefully for the players that, you know, the likes of Pierre, that I think has been influential in certain games to come in and almost play the dark arts to see out games. He could be really crucial to come. Eric Dyer, there's a point to prove. And what I've learned about Ange is that I thought even with his signings, he's bought players that have got points to prove. Vicario, right? Everyone in David Raya. Vicario was in his kind of backup. No one really knew much about him. He's come in. And to be fair, you look at the other goalkeepers in and around the Premier League, the way he's settled has been admirable, really. New manager, new system, new language. So I would like to think that through this period of adversity, we are going to see a response from this Tottenham side, but to try and answer the question straight, which I'm going around the houses on, <laughs> I'm not going to lie that I am concerned to play such a high line like that for 90 and 96 and a half minutes. If it's Eric Dyer and makeshift Pierre Hoybier, I think of this in Ashley Phillips looks to be one up and coming one. They like a lot. He's played, I think four development games so far, bought in on the word potential, would it be totally against throwing him in? And Andrew just showed that he's not afraid to throw players in, as he showed with Brennan Johnson in the North London derby against Arsenal. So mm. I think the key thing for me is that whoever the manager picks, we've got to trust him, right? He sees the players day yeah. in, day out. And throughout the last 11, 12 games, there's not much he's got wrong on the tactical front of things. This could be the moment for Giovanni Lo Celso to finally make us all believe that he is the right player for our club. He's shown... He's shown- He's shown little moments, but I think he needs to kind of win round the fan base. And if he's fit and Matters isn't, maybe he'll get that opportunity. So yeah, you've you've talked a little bit about Wolves. I'm just going to go into their results, their home results this season. They lost 4-1 at home to Brighton, 3-1 to Liverpool. They beat Man City 2-1 at home, a big result. They drew one all with Villa and drew 2 all with Newcastle. They've had a tough run at home. Like literally every single game has been difficult. They did lose their last game, Sheffield United, away very kind of controversially. Uh, as you mentioned, Pedro Neto, who I, think, who I think potentially could have been the most dangerous player to play against our high line, is injured. Obviously, Adama Traore isn't there anymore, so that's also good news, the oiled-up muscle man. Um, 
I wonder, so you kind of mentioned a little bit there about who you think, you know, might come in. What is your instinct in terms of what the team will be in, in those kind of variable positions? So the two centre-halves, I guess the left-back, depending on who will play centre-half. Do you think yeah. he might go, you know, let's, he might, if, if Ben Davis was fit, do you think he'd play Ben Davis alongside Eric Dyer? Or do you think he'd bring Hoiberg back? Or like you said, maybe bring in an Ashley Phillips? Yeah, you know what? I think... The reliance upon what we said about that back line is a lot of it has got to be fairly pacey, hence why he went and plumped for Vicky van der Ven. I would imagine that, although many maybe don't like this, I think you look at Emerson Royale potentially is coming in. I know he's a right footer. You put him on the left-hand side. I think he'll be definitely die. will definitely start 100% in my opinion. I wouldn't be surprised to see Ashley Phillips thrown in. I mean, he was pulled from the under-21 squad, of course, against Cambridge the other day. I right. Again, I just have got that feeling that and he's not afraid. He's not scared to try new things. And I think Porro's been really, really good. You've got mm-hmm. to say that on the round, he's been superb really since he's come through the door. So I would imagine he'll keep his spot on the right. I think the key is just who goes with Rick Dyer. I like Kimi Hoybier. I'm not sure if I like him as a centre-back with Dyer. I mean, I just think the lack of pace there could be a real yeah. problem. And yeah. I think Phillips, despite the fact of being young, um, we saw a really, really good debut. I mean, I'm taking people back now. And again, people don't like the fact of where his career's maybe ended up to some degree up until this point. When Jaffet Tanganga came in for that first game under Jose Mourinho against Liverpool, he was just absolutely superb, right? So I think I would not be surprised if Ange does pull a bit of a wild card and we see Ashley Phillips alongside Eric Dyer. I think yeah. by the fact of playing Dyer, you're going to need that pace next to him. And I think, again depending on what that midfield looks like, you've got the protection of Basuma in there. Dare I say, maybe he beefens it up with Hoybier as well. I know he'll play both, but the key thing for Tottenham is I think Madison's a huge one. Barnaby, I hear what you say about the Celso. Um, you feel like at some point that time's got to come. I know we've said that for however mm. many years now. I think if Madison is 75% fit, I think you have to play him based on the fact of just the creative nature of what he brings to the side. Then you've got Kulisewski, Richarlison, who no disrespect to Richarlison. I think, we will admit so far the move hasn't materialised for all mm. parties. And the fact that he's openly said he needs surgery, I think Brennan Johnson had he to be sacrificed. Great, didn't he? he looked great. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, I real feel really sorry for him. I mean, he had to be sacrificed against Chelsea. He was one of the best players in that opening 20 minutes, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, to me, he looks like a young Deli Alley. I mean, I look at him and just think there's such a trademark of Deli in there. I think he's got to be given a start. I think he'll be buzzing to play again for Spurs. And ultimately, yeah. then you've got Sonny leading the line. So I think. You know, if they were both fit, would you go Royale left back or Ben Davis left back then, assuming you're playing Ashley Phillips at centre half? It's a good point. I mean, uh, I think some would say Ben Davis for that experience that he does bring to the side. And again, I know people have got their issues with Ben. I mean, look, for me, Ben is a really good pro. He's yeah, not totally. He's I not agree. The fastest. I think, again, Ben brings that ex- experience to the squad. And ultimately, I think Poster Coglu, as he said, that the players that are training are not playing. They've been so good around yeah, the dressing room. You mentioned Davis and Skippy, didn't he? Being one yes. of the best trainers as well. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think he genuinely feels not bad because your manager's got to be there to make decisions, but I think he feels a bit guilty that he can't give some of these players that are working so hard behind the scenes a chance. But at the same time, it's a results business. And you know, if you're gonna to say to me who would I prefer, despite the fact that Emerson Royale's troubles in the past, I think he's really come on as a defender. So my preference would be Emerson Royale on the left, uh, Eric Dyer as we've mentioned, Ashley Phillips and then Poro on the right. 
Okay, I'm going to ask you for a prediction. Even though there are so many variables, Ricky, I'm going to ask you for your prediction and then I'm going to give you a prediction off the top of my head. In fact, I'm going to start. I'll start. I think we're going to win 2-1. I think Angie's going to take us that win, take us back to the top of the table, get people talking again. And then, uh, you know, next up, is it Man City after that? <laughs> Uh, we've got Villa. I think Villa. Oh, Villa, yeah, got, Villa we're, home, we're yeah. lucky. We've got an international break coming. I think we all need that. We need that two-week mm. period just to try and gather bodies. I think, fingers crossed. Um, you're going to ask me now. I mean, it's weird. It's roles, aver- it's roles reversed. It's really me asking you. Um, <laughs> I am going to say... Uh, okay, I will say 2-1. I mean, obviously, I think my my head was saying... You'd take a draw, one. wouldn't you? you take a draw. You know what? I think if I say I take a draw right now, I'm, I'm going to regret that during the game and Spurs could be one up and then I'll be dreading thinking, that's, oh, Barnaby, I'll take a draw and I feel I wouldn't, I wouldn't overthink it, mate. I wouldn't overthink it. No, you're right. Right. Listen, I, th- I will say 2-1 Spurs. I think we will get the job done, but I don't think it'll be an easy game. I think the key thing here is scoring first. Massively important to score first. Silence the crowd at Molyneux. Um, it's a big game for them. Like, they've turned, as you said, over Man City, got a point against Newcastle. They're a good side at home. Good yeah. manager as well. Really like Gary O'Neill. Yeah. So fingers crossed, yeah, two on Spurs and we return to the top of the league if it be momentarily. All right, guys at home, let us know what you think the score prediction is going to be in the comments. Also, make sure you go and follow and subscribe. Last word on Spurs. Ricky, where can they find your amazing channel? You're very kind. You can find us on, well, YouTube's our home now, pretty much, but we're also, of course, on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We provide post-match reaction, pre-match as well in terms of previews. We're looking at hopefully bringing more content in the future. Um, you catch this man on here sometimes on Football Barnaby Slater, oh, of course, yeah. on the show. Oh, yeah. I love to go uh, on. Uh, it's much more fun going on these days than it was last season under Conte, that's for sure. I can tell you most certainly, I can tell you that it's definitely the case. Uh, but yeah, like I say, across the social media, we're pretty much on X, most of our socials are on there. So again, thanks, Amy Barnaby, and uh, fingers crossed for the result of the weekend. No problem. And guys, if you're listening on one of the podcast platforms, please do also come and find us at YouTube, youtube.com forward slash at Barnaby Slater underscore and vice versa. If you're watching on YouTube, Please, it would be really helpful if you went over to one of the podcast platforms, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Give us a follow, drop us a comment. It all helps. And let's not forget, most importantly, come on, you Spurs.